RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Patrick Nipp says the arrest of seven pro-democracy lawmakers has nothing to do with the upcoming district council elections. The Pandems accuse the government of using the arrests to drum up public anger ahead of the polls so that they they can be cancelled. And China's inflation hits its highest rate in eight years. Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Patrick Nipp says the arrest of seven pro-democracy lawmakers has nothing to do with the upcoming district council elections. The arrests are for the alleged violation of LegCo's Powers and Privileges Ordinance, which covers the obstruction of lawmakers. They stem from chaotic scenes last May when both the pan-democratic and pro-government camps claimed to be holding the only legitimate meeting of the bill's committee. The committee was vetting the now-withdrawn extradition bill. Speaking after a radio programme, Mr Nipp admitted that move could fuel more discontent, but he urged the public not to read too much into the arrests, adding that his bureau hadn't been aware of the police action beforehand. There is uh, no correlation between the two. The police is uh, doing their job and investigating each and every case and take appropriate action when ready. And uh, as regards the district council election, as I have made the government's positions very clear, it is our very clear uh, objectives to have the uh, very important district council election to be conducted uh, smoothly and peacefully. Mr Nip added that there was no deadline to decide on whether to hold the district council polls as planned on November 24th. He said the government would closely monitor the situation as some candidates had been attacked or intimidated. But he stressed the government wouldn't consider postponing or stopping the elections unless it really had to. He said this would only happen if it weren't safe for people to vote or polling stations weren't able to operate. Mr Nip added that extra security measures would be put in place and contingency plans had been made. Meanwhile, the convener of the pro-democracy camp, Tanya Chan, has accused the government of using the arrests to drum up public anger ahead of the polls so they can be cancelled. Describing the elections as a de facto referendum, she urged the public not to fall into what she described as a trap set by the chief executive, Carrie Lam. We'll say no to their plans. I'm sure that all legislators, all candidates, as well as their supporters from the Democratic camp are trying their very best to make sure that the District Council election is going to be held on time, on the 24th of November. And it is a de facto referendum for all Hong Kong voters to cast their vote and say no to police brutality and say no to our unjust system. China's consumer prices grew at their fastest rate in almost eight years in October, driven by a spike in pork prices caused by an outbreak of African swine fever. The National Bureau of Statistics said the Consumer Price Index, a key gauge of retail inflation, hit 3.8% last month. That's up from 3% in September and the highest annual rate since January 2012. Analysts in a Bloomberg News poll had forecast a rate of 3.4%. The Bureau says the price of pork the staple meat on the mainland has more than doubled over the past year. And back in Hong Kong, the Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, says he expects the local economy to continue to worsen in the last quarter of this year and early next year. He said the vandalising of shops will do further harm to the economy. The former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg, has given a strong signal that he will join the race to secure the Democratic Party nomination. He's filed paperwork ahead of a deadline for Democratic presidential primary in Alabama, a necessary step to join the race, although he hasn't yet positively said that he's seeking the presidency. 
The former Brazilian president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has been released from jail after a year and a half behind bars. The left-wing icon was greeted by thousands of flag-waving supporters outside a police station in the city of Curitiba. On Thursday, the Supreme Court overturned a requirement that convicted criminals be jailed while their appeals are heard. The BBC's Katie Watson reports. For Lula supporters, this feels like vindication. He's a politician who stirs emotions, and those who back him feel this has been a political witch hunt from the very beginning. There's no guarantee Lula will remain free forever. He may not win the appeals that are left, and he's also been accused of corruption in other cases, which he'll have to face justice for. But with Lula free for now, it will strengthen the left in Brazil, and harden the right. President Jair Bolsonaro doesn't hide his disdain for Lula, and millions of people agree. The anger towards Lula and the Workers' Party is what propelled Mr Bolsonaro to power in the first place. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The authorities in eastern Australia say at least two people have died and more than 100 homes destroyed in wildfires that are raging across large swathes of territory. The Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, said seven other people were unaccounted for. U.S. health officials say they have pinpointed the likely cause of a spate of vaping-linked lung conditions. They found vitamin E acetate was a common factor in all 29 patients tested in a study of lung injuries associated with e-cigarettes. The BBC's David Willis reports. Vitamin E acetate is a fairly recent addition to the process and is used to thicken the vaping fluid. A senior official at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control cautioned that more needed to be done in order to establish a definitive cause of the illnesses, but that vitamin E acetate appeared to be a strong culprit. The announcement came as President Trump pledged his support for raising the minimum age for purchasing e-cigarettes from 18 to 21 in an attempt to curb the surge in youth vaping. A Spanish court has ordered the extradition to the United States of Hugo Armando Carvajal, a former Venezuelan general who headed counterintelligence under President Maduro and his predecessor Hugo Chavez. The BBC's Candice Piet has the details. Hugo Carvajal has been under U.S. sanctions since 2008. Over allegations, he helped Colombia's FARC rebels and protected U.S.-bound drug shipments. But what makes him even more interesting is the intimate information he has about the inner workings of the administration of President Nicolás Maduro. The former general was also a close ally of Hugo Chávez. Washington has been supporting the Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido and President Trump has spoken about his desire to see new elections in Venezuela. Hugo Carvajal could hold the key on how to put more pressure on Nicolas Maduro to stand down. The British photographer Robert Freeman, who was best known for several Beatles album covers, including Help and A Hard Day's Night, has died. He was 82. Sir Paul McCartney said that he came up with some of our most iconic covers, while Ringo Starr tweeted, God bless Robert Freeman, peace and love to all his family. Here's the BBC's Daniel Mann. Rubber Soul marked a leap not just for the Beatles, but also for pop music, and Robert Freeman's cover was just as groundbreaking. By 1965, they were so recognisable, they could even play tricks with the photos for their albums. Freeman's low-angle shot of the group stretches John, Paul, George and Ringo's faces. He started his career with the Sunday Times newspaper, 
photographing, among others, the Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev in the Kremlin. Freeman's black-and-white pictures of jazz musicians, including John Coltrane, caught the attention of the Beatles, and his first cover with the Beatles was taken in a hotel in natural light. And for a look ahead to this weekend's football action in the English Premier League, here's the BBC's John Bennett. It's the Premier League game we've all been waiting for. Last season, Manchester City won the title after finishing just one point above Liverpool, and this weekend they meet at Anfield. It's only November, but it could already have huge implications in this season's title race. Leaders to Liverpool would go nine points clear of second-place City if they win. Meanwhile, it's the final round of matches before another international break, so some under-pressure managers will be desperate to go into that two-week period with a victory. Unai Emery's Arsenal haven't won any of their last three Premier League matches, and they meet inform Leicester City away from home. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang will be the Arsenal skipper after Granit Xhaka was stripped of the captaincy this week. Manuel Pellegrini's West Ham have lost three of their last four matches ahead of a trip to Burnley. And Marco Silva's Everton have the chance to win a Premier League away match for the first time this season when they take on Southampton. Elsewhere, Manchester United are at home to Brighton. Frank Lampard will be looking to continue the feel-good factor at Chelsea when they host Crystal Palace. And Tottenham welcome the surprise team of the season so far, Sheffield United, to North London. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Patrick Nip says the arrest of seven pro-democracy lawmakers has nothing to do with the upcoming district council elections. The pandems accuse the government of using the arrests to drum up public anger ahead of the polls so they can be cancelled. And China's inflation hits its highest rate in eight years. That's the news from RTHK. edition of World Vibes of myself, Jeff Holiday, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of note. First our featured album, celebrating their 20th career anniversary from Marseille-based reggae band Raspigaus. And a selection of hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our first hot new track from elsewhere. We go to Brazil with Rael from Sao Paulo. Full name Israel Feliciano. And uh, he's been recording since the late 90s. He's been really busy. He started off with uh, the band Pentagono. Uh, started off then in uh, the 2010s a rapping policy. He's solo now since a few years. His latest album, his sixth solo studio album, Capim Sidrera, which would mean Lemongrass, uh, has this track on the charts, Ben Belsamai. He uh, came out with his first solo album in 2010, Trabalador, Worker, and uh, he went back to the band Pentagono in 2012, left again, went with his uh, rapping posse band, uh, and uh, dedicated himself entirely to his solo career uh, starting in 2016. The rap group uh, Can KND was his uh, posse. So here's Rael and Bansamai. <laughs> 
Tem planta curandeira, mãe d'água cachoeira. Forte do capoeira, mãe de toda maneira. Devo minha vida inteira pra você. De nascimento, mãe de sentimento, mãe do amanhecer Cada linha, cada traço, cada verso de compasso Como forma de abraço pra lhe agradecer E essa semana, seja abençoada de axé Mama, que todos possam ter mais amor Grana, e seja lá como Deus quiser Mama, natureza, mãe que me criou Mãe que é benzedeira Tem planta curandeira Mãe da água Escudos e deixou de estrancar Foi você quem disse se cair Levanta, olha, eu te prometo Que vou ter cuidado, você sabe preto 